Hello and welcome to our weekly roundup on the 21st of March 2021. I hope your weekend is good. We start off with the national stories where members of parliament have mourned the late Tanzanian president, John Pombe Magufuli, describing him as a nationalistic and developmental leader. President Magufuli was confirmed dead by his deputy Samia Suluhu Hassan from heart failure. He was aged 61. The Speaker of Parliament Rebecca Alitwala Kadaga informed members that they will await an official communication from the leader of government business on when they are to eulogize President Magufuli. Kadaga said that they trust the political leadership in Tanzania will work towards smooth transfer of leadership and maintenance of peace and stability which she says is a major feature of the country. During this period of transition, trust with political leadership and all the organs of the state of the United Republic of Tanzania will work together to ensure a smooth transfer of leadership and the peace and stability which has been a major feature of the government of Tanzania will also be enjoyed by the nation. We pray that the almighty The Gara East Member of Parliament Michael Mawanda says that the late president worked hard for the development of his country. First of all, I extend my condolences to the people of Tanzania for the untimely death of their president, a president who has been a very hard-working man, who was not tolerating late-coming and laziness, who was totally against corruption, and he had actually uplifted his nation, which in the past used to be a very poor country, to now a middle-income country. The Winyole West Member of Parliament James Waleswaka says that Magufuli will be remembered for being a man who stood by his word. I remember Magufuli for so many things but one of them is development. When you go to Dar, that's Dar es Salaam, you find roads. The road reserve is 60 meters and when he took over power even before as a minister they started breaking houses for the big shots which were in the road reserves and wetlands. So he lived the legacy. He was a man of the people for the people and by the people. The Bugabula South MP Henry Chibalia says that Magufuli was a nationalist in everything he did. He was a president who was a nationalistic. He was so much against those those things from foreign land. The influence of foreigners, the influence of Americans, the influence of the white. He was so so much against it, but he was moving his country systematically towards that direction of self-independence. That is the man called his excellency President John Pombe Magufuli. We just wish we could have another leader like that one Democratic Party spokesperson Okorere Opiolo Amanu said Tanzania has lost such a great and exemplary leader who kept his country out of the debts from external partners. It is upon that that we do appreciate his move not to take the United Republic of Tanzania into debts that most African countries find themselves. His Excellency Magufuli is one of such leaders who actually resisted the COVID relief from the so-called external development partners. As I speak now, his country is not indebted as is the case with Uganda. Okorere hailed Tanzania's leadership succession strategy where the vice president takes over from a fallen president without bloodshed called upon other African leaders to emulate it. Tanzania has developed strong institutions that can actually facilitate transition of power from one person to another without 
bloodshed or causing anarchy. This must inspire Uganda to also emulate such a time. Imagine, God forbid, that a thing that happened in Tanzania does happen to Uganda. I do not want to imagine what we would go through as a country. In a national stories, the ruling national resistance movement is organizing an induction for new legislators at the National Leadership Institute in Changkwanzi. The government chief whip Ruth Nangabirwa revealed this in a press conference, revealed this in a press conference at parliament. She says that the new members have to appreciate how the party handles issues in parliament. Uh, right now, we are uh, organizing a retreat in Changkwanzi, as usual again, because normally when the new members of parliament come in, the ENRM welcomes them and then we take them through how things are done. So by the time they come from the retreat, this is an induction carried out by the NRM government, by the NRM party. So we are organizing that. Nankabira confirms that the party Central Executive Committee will determine candidates for the speakership of the 11th Parliament after vetting. But for NRM, as people express their interest, they know that they will be subjected to appearance from appearance to the Central Executive Committee in a meeting. That is part of our rules as NRM. So in the Central Executive Committee, it is to go through the names, where possible, harmonize, because we don't want people to come out of this exercise when they are bruised. Moving on, the Ministry of Health has sent a team of health workers to 120 districts to carry out a survey on the extent of COVID-19 in the community. The study, to be carried out in 5,100 households, will see its finding made public immediately. Health Minister Dr. Jen Rotha Cheng says the ministry will use the findings to determine other measures to combat the pandemic. In this survey, we are aiming at unmasking silent clusters that may have gone undetected in order to guide national response efforts. This will involve multiple teams traveling to the districts and collecting information and specimen from selected population groups and communities. So what are we saying? We are saying that it is possible that many people could have gotten infected and we did not know. So if we pick samples from them and run some antibody tests, then perhaps we'll be able to unmask who got infected and we did not know. It is now a year since COVID-19 was first detected in the country. Uganda has officially recorded 40,591 cases and 334 deaths. But figures could be higher as some people could have got symptoms and reported to health facilities for tests. Now, there was panic at a Kampala Road building after the ceiling collapsed during lunch hour prayers. Eight people were rescued by police and taken to Mulago Hospital after they sustained serious injuries. The Kampala Metropolitan Police Deputy Spokesperson Luke Owe confirms that the landlord and the pastor of the House of Rest Ministries have been summoned to record statements. The former building housed Fido Dido ice cream. While a group of people were for prayers, the ceiling collapsed and uh, so far eight people have uh, been recovered by police alive. No death has been recorded. The police, working with other stakeholders, are trying to ascertain the cause of the ceiling collapsing and you will be informed of the findings in due course. The landlord and the pastor of House of Rest Ministries have been summoned to give their statements. 
Still in our national news, Banyarwanda indigenous to Uganda have changed their name to Abavandimwe to stand out from Rwandese nationals. They say that over time they have missed out on opportunities in Uganda because they are regarded as foreigners and it's the reason they are changing their identity. Dr. Lawrence Muganga, who led the group under their body council for Banyarwanda, says they also want to enjoy their rights like other Ugandans. Unlike our fellow Ugandans, our tribe is being systematically locked out of economic opportunities. Some of us cannot even get phone SIM cards. We can't even open bank accounts, even acquire loans. At, at, at worst, ex exercise our patriotic, uh, patriotic duty to join police or armed forces. So this is uh, tear-causing, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and painful to be happening to a Ugandan. And in the northern part of Uganda, Arua Catholic Diocese has created a new vicariate for refugees and appointed Mozina Elizio as head of evangelization. Bishop Sabino Ochan Odoki says the vicariate is intended to provide spiritual nourishment to migrants and refugees settled in various places in the diocese. Bishop Odochi says they have received different missionary groups with a call to promote evangelism for the refugees in different parts of West Nile. He identifies the missionary groups as servants of the Word of God in Bidibidi settlement, Kabrili sisters helping in Zaipi in Ajumani, White Fathers, Kombon missionaries, Jesuit missionary group and Scalabrini Fathers among others who are giving hope to the refugees. Odochi urges the local clergy to join this ministry in order to give hope to refugees, saying the biggest challenge is the issue of inadequate personnel to address the spiritual needs of the refugees in the various settlements in West Nile. I created a refugee vicariat. Now all these missionary groups coming for refugees, they go under that vicariat. Of course, the Episcopal Vicar coordinates their activities. We have an office in Germany where they coordinate their activities. But they report to the bishop. So during the Dyson Pastoral Council, also the refugee vicariate is reporting how they are doing their ministry. And we feel blessed that this is how we have handled refugees because in this way we are caring for them very much spiritually. Only that we lack enough personnel. We need more personnel in order to cover all these settlements properly. At the moment, we are training catechists to help bridge these gaps. The creation of the refugees' vicariates now brings to four the number of vicariates in Narua Diocese with a population of over two million Catholics. Other vicariates are Ediof, Lodonga and Moyo. That's it for our weekly news roundup. Thank you very much for listening. My name is Vailak Sasia. Enjoy your Sunday.